Hello and welcome to AFCast. I am your host, Malcolm, and today I am joined once again with Bryce Manley and Bryce A, if you want to, you know, say something at all. Something at all. Something at all. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm going to start off with just saying the prompt, and our prompt is that, uh, what is your current opinion towards multiplayer and video games, and what can be improved, what is already good, um, and what multiplayers do you particularly like or dislike? And anything else that we might come up with during this gaming discussion, we'll also talk a bit about. Uh, so this is mainly just about uh, multiplayer and video games. This this doesn't just include like uh, just multiplayer games, kind of like Call of Duty. This will also include stuff, um, kind of. I don't know. There'll also be like racing games and stuff. We'll talk about that type of thing. So it's it's a it's a yeah it's a very wide variation of multiplayer games and just different types of multiplayers we'll be talking about. And we're also going to be getting a little bit into casual versus competitive gaming and multiplayer and kind of like what it means to be a uh, casual player or a competitive player. So a lot of people don't like futuristic games. Um, that seems to be a very big thing that is in the multiplayer community, in my opinion. Like a lot of people seem to really focus in on stuff like Battlefield, except for like, that's why everyone's like kind of pissed about Battlefield Five because it just doesn't look good because it's more of a futuristic i think it's kind of like isn't it like supposed to be like world war ii but if like some things have been switched yeah. around so it's like more futuristic type world war of II with robots yeah it's world war ii with an altered <clears throat> timeline than we actually had yeah it's so it's kind of like stuff like that or like if you guys even play call of duty a lot of people were pissed when we had exosuits in black ops 3 and that we were able to just like do boost jumps and boost slides and stuff yeah, like right. that and in my opinion, I really like that. Like, I liked the I liked the change in you know in gameplay with that. I thought it was more interesting because you know all these multiplayer games is just boots on the ground. So I like the variation, and I think we need that variation. Kind of just no. Like a lot of people absolutely love Titanfall multiplayer. I I still do. Yeah, like I mean that's also the idea of these giant mechs fighting each other. But like still, that's futuristic. Like. F. But <laughs> but like hey, that could happen soon. You never know. But yeah, but a lot of people also like these past games. Like probably one of my favorite multiplayer, if not the not the if not like my top favorite multiplayer game is Battlefield One. I've never played it. I never really got into Battlefield One, but that's just because it was too slow for me. Exactly my point. Was it because of just like the big map? Yeah, exactly my point. That, right I I actually like it being slower. I like slower paced versus fast paced because I don't know. I feel like I'm more in control. Like I like to sit up on like taller areas with the sniper rifle and shoot everyone I can for this extended period of time. So, and then I'm gonna interrupt here. He was talking about the futuristic stuff. I'm the complete opposite. I hate futuristic. I like modern or past. See, that's what I'm talking about. Little, <laughs> I mean, yeah, bro. You made me pick the mic. A little bit of variety works. Like, yeah, you can have like one or two games or three games in a row with futuristic stuff, but then you gotta have a few that are modern or past and then go back up again. That's just my opinion, though. Yeah, I, I actually really like modern games, uh, too. I actually probably like... I don't know. I, I like... I feel like I like um, past games, modern games, and then futuristic games, but I feel like they're all pretty... Because I feel like futuristic is actually pretty close to a lot of modern games, in my opinion. Like, the the way it feels. 
um, because I mean, I mean, modern actually is starting to become that more futuristic feel. I mean, obviously, not stuff like Titanfall where you have these <laughs> mechs was... that come out of the sky. See, but... and that was my thing with Black Ops Two. I thought Black Ops Two was the perfect. It's futuristic enough, but yet that could happen within a few years, even. Yeah, like I don't know. It just a lot of it was, a lot of it's pretty varying. Yeah. So. Say I'm all about and another thing to me. I'm all about realism. So like that's why yes. I'm not a big fan of the futuristic. That's, I love that's realistic also, stuff. That's also why I absolutely love Battlefield One because the cinematography in it is really good and the way that things react with each other. Like I forget what map it is, but it's um it's in this desert and there's this giant rock that creates kind of a bridge, and if a plane actually like crashes into it, the entire bridge will collapse, and you can't get up there anymore and unless you, like, climb the rock heap that it has created. Did they have that on Battlefield 4 as well? Yeah, they've... Battlefield has been doing that a lot, where they have... I like it. ...this uh, realistic physics... Not physilation. (laughs) These realistic (laughs) physics simulations, where it can have... (laughs) Oh, my God. It can can have, like, buildings falling down, like... uh, I forget what map it is in, like, Battlefield 4. They have... You can destroy this one building, and it'll fall down, and then you play in the rubble of it, or... And the thing is, is that in Battlefield 1, they only had it so they, like, the tops of buildings come, can come off. But based on the Battlefield 5 trailer, it looks like you can actually, like, go through the bottom of it. Because you can actually see a tank drive through the bottom of the building. Um, you can do that in some of the areas in Battlefield 1, but a lot of them you actually can't drive a tank through. Some of the foundations will stay completely still and they can't break. But it is really cool when a plane gets shot out of the air... Um, or even, like, the plane loses a wing or something, and so the plane, like, starts spiraling out of control and crashes into an area. And the entire game feels like it's, like, this movie that you're in. Like, I know that sounds kind of weird because it's what well, all video games are kind of supposed to feel like, but, um, <laughs> but, like, it feels more like a movie because of how closely it simulates things in the game. And I really like that. And, like, same thing with Ghost Recon Wildlands. Like, I like the um, the tactical realism that's in that game. Yeah. Minus um, Predator. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Those realistic sort of feels in games gives a lot to what the game is. And yeah, that's what I feel like Titanfall does really well. Even though it seems super, fu- like, future and... Futuristic, yeah, that's I couldn't think of the word. <laughs> Even though it seems super futuristic, they still tie in a lot of realism to the game on how things would react with each other that's and true. just the overall what's happening in the game at any given any given time. There's also a lot of things in games that um, is like uh, like basically Black Ops three and four did this a lot, and so did uh, Titanfall. Is these different abilities that you can have? So like uh, in both. Black Ops 4 and in Titanfall 2, you had this grappling hook that you could use to get around the map. And that it adds a whole new tactical effect to the game. Um, and then there's stuff like you can go invisible in Titanfall 2. And all of these different abilities add a completely new playing field for anybody playing the multiplayer. And it just makes the game that much interesting. And with these extra abilities <clears throat> and stuff, it also comes with making the game fair as well. Because if you have an ability that's just super strong compared to others, it kind of ruins the multiplayer aspect when everyone's doing the same thing. Whereas Black Ops 4... And like, stuff, you can level up a gun a yeah. lot and destroy anybody else who hasn't leveled up as many weapons or something. But, like, um, Black Ops 4 specialists, 
that is a really good example of having many different options where all options have fairly equal skills depending on how you want to play the game. It's not like there's one specialist that is so much stronger and everyone wants to choose. That was going to bring me to my next point is I like how some of the games, for instance, I'm pretty sure Destiny, uh, what is it called? Like the Crusade or something where you fight other players. Um, yeah. It's equal out. So like you have like the same amount of health and like even if you have like a modified gun or something, I believe it all does the same amount of damage. So it's equal. So that's just pure skill that does, that does better. I, I don't like like some Call of Duty games. It's like you could be like a level four just starting out the beginning class that's so be like the max level and have like the best gun in the game and just wreck you yeah that's it's kind of like um like along the lines with call of duty as well like i feel like a lot of the way the games end up and how people can get advantage over each other is also the way they spawn and so call of duty kind of leads us into that because of how absolute crap their spawns are in the game which also brings back to me liking Battlefield 1 because with this giant map, people literally cannot get or see your spawn. And so it basically allows you to get into uh, the game more. And if you die within the first 30 <laughs> seconds, then that is completely your fault. It's not the uh, spawn choice's fault or anything like that. And with Battlefield, <clears throat> it, you can also choose to spawn on teammates. So if you're going to be near That's a lot true. of enemies, you know that beforehand. It's not like... You just randomly spawn in, and there's enemies all around you. It's you Call choose me. to spawn where you want to spawn. I don't think you can actually spawn in an area where your person's in danger. If the person is in combat, you cannot. But if they're not actively shooting or yeah. being shot at, there you're able to spawn on them. Yeah. Honestly, in my opinion, I feel like Battlefield is like a prime example for a, for a <laughs> lot of things because it's like the way its mechanics work are great. The last Battlefield game that I played like major on uh like multiplayer online multiplayer was battlefield 3 there's a lot of different competitive features with um games that like create more of an advantage than other like there's just so many aspects of a game that create advantages over others that people exploit a lot of the time because you know it gets them more kills it gives them more skill uh or score or whatever it is in a video game like, and that's what that's one thing I like about Siege a lot is that, like, it's the whole point of it is based off of your score. It's not necessarily based off of how many kills you get, because a lot of people kind of get annoyed when somebody gets like like five kills in Call of Duty and then like ten deaths. And obviously, I mean, in Call of Duty, it's a bit of a different example because it's Call of Duty, so it's really fast paced and stuff. But at the same time, that person might have actually been helping a lot just by putting down. Uh, their equipment or calling in a UAV when they did get that five-person score streak. Because if you don't know, in Siege, it's not based off of your, like, how many kills you get uh, versus death. I mean, you still do have a KD ratio, but it's based off of everything that you do. So you, diff you have, go going back to the gadgets, you have different gadgets. Each operator in Siege has different gadgets that you can use, and those different gadgets give you a different score along with how you play the game so like if you get a certain level of assist like you can get you can get like a 50 assist you can get a 75 point assist um, or you can just get a kill and there's different types of assists as well like injure assist or spot assist or anything like that and so it just adds a lot of different 
ability to play the game. So you might not necessarily be the top fragger, but you might be the top score getter. And even with Siege, not you don't even have to be the top score getter to be one of the most helpful people on the team. That's true. You could be sitting bottom of the leaderboard, zero kills, five deaths, or whatever, and still be one of the most helpful people if you're sitting on cameras making call-outs, telling the team what to do, and just overall being a helpful member of your team, even yeah, though you can't get kills. Yeah, you can't get, like, scores for calling out, but, like, you can still get, you know, team points. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I actually find that helpful in a lot of games. Like, um, like I've played Battlefield 1 over the comms before and just talked to the, my squad that I have. Like, it's like 60 v 60, right? Correct. Yeah, then you each, there's also, and then that means that there's, like, 12 squads of five that you will have um and so in your squad you can talk to your squad members and one it's really nice to communicate with your team members and in that and also it's just it adds another level of fun if you are a more casual gamer you just kind of want to hang out with friends you can play in that squad of five and so communication is another big part and a lot of people don't participate in that and i would highly recommend it because it does make the game that much more fun so and that's something I think, like, PlayerUnknown Battlegrounds did really well with the whole introduction of proximity chat. <laughs> and even though they're not on your team, you still have some sort of ability to talk to them. And it can lead to some banter sometimes. And Yeah, a lot of comedy has happened from that on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, that actually um, gives us a good, you know, I don't know what it's called, channel into... Segway? No, not a segue. <laughs> it's uh, actually that is. A I, I know. <laughs> um, into casual like, versus competitive. No, into battle royale. Oh, because battle royale <laughs> is a completely new and different, you know, like type of multiplayer that has become popular. Obviously, battle royale has been out for a long time in different games. Like H one Z one was like declared the first battle royale, right? Or at least the first popular one. Yeah, it was declared the first popular one, but if. Technically, if you look at it, there was games like even Minecraft Hunger Games is by definition a battle royale that a lot of people would play. Mario Kart Balloon Battle, right? Wasn't that another yeah, one? Like, yeah, there's all sorts of um, Wii Party stuff that was battle royale originally because it's like it's supposed to be a family game, four player. That's what I liked about Mario Party too. Is it split screen? No, is that well? Yes, and it can be. It's. Battle, it's a battle royale, but yet it's not a battle royale. Yeah. Because there's a game mode in it called Battle Royale. Yeah. Um, there's just, like, I don't know. I, I find Battle Royale to be actually really fun because although there's different levels of it, like, um, like I like I would say that Fortnite is a more casual version of PUBG where PUBG is, like, more competitive. Um, and that's, that's not just because I'm, like, saying... I'm not saying that Fortnite is bad. I'm just saying... That for people who play more casually, I've noticed them play Fortnite more, and people who play more competitively, I've noticed them play PUBG. Um, and they even have like invitationals for PUBG. I mean, it just depends uh, because PUBG is way more realistic, um, like the bullet drop and everything, than Fortnite is. It's a lot better. Oh. It's also a lot better in all three of our opinions, but still. <laughs> um, and then Call of Duty Black Ops Four also came out with a battle royale. And I didn't think that was that good, but I thought it was it was still really fun because Battle Royale has added this whole new layer, and so all of these new all of these games that are coming out with the next couple of years are going to be having that Battle Royale mode. 
So it's just, and obviously it's going to get worn out because all the companies are like, Battle Royale. Yeah. So That's why racing games are still popular. Yeah. Yeah, racing game is even an older Battle Royale because you are literally against a bunch of people and you have to come out on top by the end. And then they even have different game modes now. Like Forza has um, infection in it, where one car's it, you gotta tag the other cars and infect them. Yeah, like there's, yeah. So like different game modes don't just necessarily have to stay within one thing, like first person shooter or racing. They've spread. Like and like infection was a, mostly an FPS thing or melee thing rather in FPS games, and now it's in racing. Like it's just there's. Yeah, there's a lot of things that travel between the two worlds, or even several worlds, depending on how many things you want to separate them into. Yeah. I feel like that's another good part about multiplayer games, is when they build off of other game genres and other just game ideas. Like, referring back to Call of Duty Black Ops 4 with the Blackout, I really love that they introduce vehicles. Unlike PUBG, where in some occasions the vehicles are required... And Blackout, it doesn't feel like the required. It feels like something you can just use if you want. And it adds this yeah. whole, it adds this new sense of just being able to have more choice in your game. And I think what also makes multiplayer <clears throat> extensively fun, like what probably makes uh, multiplayer games more popular over others, is the kind of like most of the popular ones are really unique compared to the other ones. Like, obviously, there's some competition between, like, Call of Duty and Halo multiplayer. Um, that Because they're, like, somewhat similar. But all of them have that feel. Like, you can it like you can tell when you're playing Halo. You can tell when you're playing Call of Duty. You can tell when you're playing whatever. It's just you, you definitely know that you're playing this one multiplayer game because it has that unique feel to it. And even inside of that unique feel... Um, the reason that it has that unique feel is because of all the different unique things like that you have. Like in Call of Duty, a lot of it is the weapons. Like I feel like a lot of what makes Call of Duty Call of Duty is its fast-paced uh, nature and also its weapons. And what makes Battlefield its its thing <laughs> is its big battlefields and its more realistic touch to it. So I feel like another problem that um, is in multiplayer games right now is the inability to play split screen yes yeah because can't like play no call of duty with my dad <laughs> like i True feel story. like a lot of i feel like a lot of the original most of pretty much all of the original games are split screen and that is multiplayer that's not like story games and stuff stuff some story games do have that um but it's just like i don't know it's it's just split screen is just nice because it doesn't feel like you're forced to play with each other from a distance. Like whenever I have these guys over, we only play we can only play a select few games because very select like, now because most of the games that are split screen are only two player split screen and not four anymore. Yeah, like I have probably two hundred games total and only like twenty of them are split screen. And that is bs like yeah. um like some of them make sense like i can understand tomb raider or or uncharted being like single player because siege. story like uh yeah siege well siege, siege is in between the siege is in between mainly because i feel like for terrorist hunt it would make sense to have yeah. split screen but or then even for, like situations yeah but yeah. but it's just like i don't know it's 
it feels like multiplayer has lost something with split screen because like Call of Duty has had it like forever, and so is Halo until Halo Five. And as soon as Halo Five lost its split screen, people destroyed them. <laughs> like people were like, "You are the last hope." <laughs> like people were people were pissed. And so the like one of the very first things that they announced for Halo Infinite, which is the new Halo game, is that they will have split screen. Thank God. And and that that makes me happy. And I feel like if Call of Duty ever did that too the whole Call of Duty community would be pissed because Bethlehem. Call of Duty is now one of the only games that you can just invite a, a small group of friends over and just play the game and have fun. Even racing games aren't like that anymore. Like, the new Forza Motorsports is only two-player split-screen. Yeah, like, and two-player just isn't enough. <laughs> you need more. Like, and I can understand from the whole marketing perspective of these companies. Yeah, oh. 60 frames for... And even just even just selling more copies, remove the split screen, force pe- other more people to buy them to play with each other, but it still just takes away something from the game when you can't have a group of friends just sitting in one room playing together. I was actually talking with a group of um, GameStop people, employees, whatever <laughs> you call them. Um, yeah, I was just talking with a group of GameStop employees, and we are talking about the whole non-split-screen system, and they were saying that a lot of it right now is just because video games just want to have better graphics, and they want to, and, like, they believe that people just play, like, from, like, several hours away from each other now, like, from across the world now, and although that is true, we still have friends that live close by. <laughs> like Us, for example. Like, or even once... Or, or even um, if you have, like, children and you want to play... I mean, I, I guess a lot of children children games do have split screen, but, like, I feel like once your child gets old, older and they get into video games and stuff like that, you'd want to play the games with them, but you can't because it's not split screen anymore. So, like, then you're forced to play... I mean, Halo is a pretty good game to play with a family member, but, like, something like Call of Duty is kind of... And it depends on your family. I was going to say, so, I play Call of Duty all the time with my dad. Yeah, my, my parents don't like that much violence. So. <laughs> my dad, my dad's like, whoa, this is kind of, this is pretty fun. And then, bah, 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 bah. Yeah. And that's also, I'm going to actually bring up a different company. See how we, uh, ones when we talk about consoles or stuff, mainly stuff for P- PlayStation and Xbox. That's what I loved about the Nintendo Wii U was you could have, with the gamepad, four Wii remotes, and a Pro Controller, you could have up to seven people in some games, even. I think even more, it's like a very few of the Nintendo Party kind of games. You could have, like, a total of eight people playing and stuff. It was insane. Which, it's all split screen, and that's what I like. It's the one thing Nintendo has going for it. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that a lot of the gaming community would rather have split screen than have better graphics and playability in the game. I don't even pay attention to graphics. I pay attention to actual... I mean, graphics, yeah, they're kind of important in video games, but, like... I mean, if graphics are absolutely terrible, I'm probably not going to get the game. Exactly. But gameplay is pretty important to me. Who you can play with is pretty important. The storyline and so forth, but I'm getting off topic, so I won't go there. Yeah. But back to the graphics, even games from, like, with 2015 graphics... A lot of those games I prefer over games with from 2018 with all these amazing graphics or whatever just because it 
has a better gameplay to it as opposed to yeah. worrying all about graphics it's more about the gameplay and the feel of the game like if you ask anybody a lot of people liked the older call of duties more than the newer ones and i feel like the newer ones are more fo- focused on the graphics now now they're starting to go out of that actually and I feel i'm glad like, especially with black ops 4 i feel like black ops 4 yes. definitely showed their yes. light on that they're not going to be worrying too much about graphics anymore and i think I that's agree. a really good thing um especially with how fast-paced it is you can't even see anything anyway but <laughs> especially with story mode gone yeah yeah and it's just yeah it just i don't know all right so I feel like we should, you know, stop talking about split screen. We're getting a bit too into it. Um, and so now we should get a little bit into some casual versus competitive gaming. AKA um, Malcolm versus me, and then Bryce is on both of our sides. Or Bryce Manley, I should I'm say. I'm on both sides as well. It's just that I prefer to play competitive rather than casual. I know a lot of casual gamers. and Hi. So. Nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's just like. Like, I feel like the one problem with, like, uh, casual versus competitive is when casual players play casually in competitive games. Gee, that's probably why our PUBG games don't go so well. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, the main, like, a lot of the issue that we have in our group, and it's not really an issue, it's just, it's a bit of a funny story to tell, is that, like, like, Bryce... Manly and I will be talking like strategy. We'll be getting down to it. We'll be saying where to go. We'll know exactly <laughs> the call outs. And then Bryce says like, "Ooh, a car!" And like, I did that in pub- I did that in uh, Battlegrounds. You're like, "All right, Bryce, you gotta go to that circle." Oh, look, the crate! I'm gonna get it. You're like, "All right, Bryce, you gotta go kill these guys." No, I'm gonna go over here. <laughs> but yeah, I think so. It's just like, or Manly and I will be like, "Don't engage, don't engage with them," and then <laughs> pretty much. And then there's also there's also people who are kind of like in the middle, yeah. Like John, because <laughs> <laughs> our friend John, he'll kind of just like in PUBG specifically, he'll <laughs> he'll, he'll like be he'll be playing like seriously, but then some he'll okay, see okay. somebody and he'll run, stand on top of the largest freaking mountain and stand straight up and just like. Not even to try to take cover or anything. I just stand there shooting them. And when they're shooting back, he doesn't try to take cover. He just, like, he just stands there and keeps shooting. And then when he dies, he's like, oh, why? <laughs> it's like, I wonder. So, yeah. But I feel like another part that's a problem that Bryce A can probably attest to is when competitive gamers go to casual games. Because they kind of destroy the fun for casual Exactly, because they end up making a casual game and try and turn it into competitive gaming. And no, and I've even noticed that when I've played casual games with you guys. Yes. Like the <laughs> Division, I don't think you guys really play that competitively. And I feel like you guys, or at least you guys say you don't, but I feel like you guys play really competitive. Well, that is more, more just us grinding. <laughs> yeah. Because a lot of the Division is grinding. So... Yeah. And another thing that's actually cool about The Division, which kind of brings me to my next point, is kind of like multiplayers that are kind of embedded in games. So, like, The Division is one of those games where they've embedded multiplayer into that. And that's like, that actually goes for a lot of Ubisoft's uh, Tom Clancy uh, games. I shouldn't say a lot of because it's only really two that I can think of, but that's a lot of for me. So, <laughs> but essentially, The Division 
it, they will have, um, they have this area called the dark zone and also an area called the light zone. The light zone is the main area that you play in. And then the dark zone is this area that you can go into to do a PVE scenario where you can either be against AIs that are kind of just roaming the area um, or even against other players. And you can play with these players and they won't harm you unless they are rogue agents in which it becomes a PVP scenario as well. And there's like these different tiers of stuff and everything like that. And you have to like extract these. It's like, it's a whole new thing. And it adds a, a complete, like if, I feel like if the division did not have the dark zone, it would not be the division. It would not feel the same. It would just feel like a regular path. Um, like it wouldn't even really feel open world because it's, there's just not as much to do. And so I feel like a lot of it is that. Like, a lot of it is the Dark Zone. A lot of it is the multiplayer aspect. Like, there's even uh, Survival and Last Stand, which are DLCs, and both of those are multiplayer as well. And you can also do, like, matchmaking and stuff to get other people to join your team right before you go into a mission. Um, or even the Underground, you could do the same thing for that. And so it's just, like, you can play with, with new players all the time and talk with them. And that's... So I know I've mentioned I mentioned this earlier, but that's probably like one of my favorite parts about playing multiplayer is just talking to other gamers that are playing. Like at first, I feel like it was nerve wracking to talk to them because like I didn't really know, like like I would be like, "Hey guys, what's going on?" And then as I got more used to it, I was like, "Hey, so like, what do you guys have? What do you guys like to play? Like, how do you guys? What's your gaming? What's your gaming style? That type of thing or." How did you get this, or how did you get that, or... And then there's Call of Duty voice chat, where no matter what, someone's just gonna crap all over you. Or every once in a while you get a screaming nine-year-old who's who thinks they're the best at the game, and thinks they're wrecking everyone when they're bottom of the leaderboard. I think but you two are talking about the same person. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Though, then again, we did run into that, like, nine-year-old kid playing Rainbow Six Siege, which is... That like, happens way too often, actually. Does it actually? Yeah. It happens like that in a lot of games now, unfortunately. I mean, not unfortunately. Yes, unfortunately. Yes, <laughs> definitely, unfortunately. And that Shield is, your eyes, kids. It's too violent. That is one thing that I feel I like about a lot of games is the ability to mute people as well. <laughs> yes! <laughs> it gives you, like... If someone's being, like, really offensive or is just annoying, you have the ability to mute them. So it gives you an option of who you actually want to listen to and communicate with and who you want to completely ignore. There's a lot of people I want to completely ignore. I wish there was mute button buttons on people as well. You could just, like, press their right nipple or something and just <laughs> shut up. That would be great. I wish that in, like, computer games that is all text chat. I think you guys can both know which games I'm ref I'm talking well, you can, about. Uh, most games you can mute text chat. Town of Salem, you can't. Well, I'm only talking I mean, about that because of the stupid racial. I mean, on Town of Salem, you can do slash ignore and then the person's number, and it will com you yeah. won't receive any Are messages from them. Correct. How yep. have I never known this? But yeah, there's there's also multiplayer games like Town of Salem that are completely different from racing or FPS games, where it's literally just like actually game. actually it's kind of battle royale. If you think about it. Eh, kind of. It's like a strategic battle royale. Oh, most battle royales are strategic battle royales. See, but I'm casual. I don't need <laughs> See, I'm casual gamer. I don't need strategy. I just go and kill people. And this is why you never win. No, I'm kidding. Oh, hey, I won my first game dang. on PUBG Mobile. The first game I ever played on PUBG, I came in first, so. But that's PUBG Mobile. Exactly, that but it's still like, a battle royale. That is the casual version of PUBG. <laughs> Shut up. 
Shut the hop. That's all I heard. I was gonna it's say okay, something Bryce. else, and I was gonna, I was gonna say something else. I was like, oh wait, yeah, that's kind of PG. And I was like, never mind. You can say hell. I wasn't gonna say hell though. Shut <laughs> 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 the higgity heck up. <laughs> yeah, but town of Salem, if you don't know what it is, it's essentially. 15 people or less. It can be like 7 to 15. 7 to 15. And it's, if you've ever played Mafia or Werewolf, it's that, just a computer game. And so like, there's the town, there's the Mafia, sometimes you'll have witches, arsonists, serial killers. Werewolves. Werewolves, yeah. It's just like, it's this whole thing. Um, So it's actually a mix of Werewolf and Mafia. (laughs) (laughs) But it adds this whole new level because like you have wills even, or even death notes and so it just like and the wills basically allow you to write down notes and stuff for your character and death now de- death notes can basically <laughs> allow you to screw other people over if you are like an sk or uh mafioso Ooh, i agree sorry it just came out of nowhere are you okay look at i'm good it's got so red i'm good but yeah there's also games kind of like Halo or Destiny, which were both made by Bungie. Um, so they're both good. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Destiny. <laughs> Destiny 2 is actually pretty good. I feel like a lot of people are going to hate us after they listen to this. Well, I... Guess mm, what? A lot, of, <laughs> a lot of people that I know that like Destiny 1 agree that it wasn't a great game. Well, no, I'm saying in general. <laughs> That's fair. We do have a lot of opinions. Too much opinions, probably. Biased. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, I feel like those two games, like, they have... Their main uh, idea is the story mode to it. But at the same time, they have a great multiplayer. Like, like, uh, Halo has a invitationals for their multiplayer. I don't think Destiny does, though. I mean, it makes sense, but... uh, (laughs) (laughs) The whole game's multiplayer, though, so that's another good... So yeah, that's that's actually something that I haven't thought to brought up to to bring up, um, because I mean it's something that I absolutely hate. It's just like the freaking campaigns that are also multiplayer. Like I hate when you have this random person that is just like walking around with you, acting idiotic while you're actually trying to do something about the game, and because you, like in Destiny One, people could join you on your missions just whenever. Yeah. And destiny 2 they kind of limited that a bit which i did like but in destiny 1 that was definitely an annoying thing especially when they did things because destiny you have to grind to get items grind to get levels and stuff but when someone goes through and just joins a mission with you and can kill everyone before you can kill them it very limits you from being able to progress in the game do we have anything else for multiplayer anyone can think of Grand Theft Auto and Just Cause. What about them? They're multiplayer, but like that's can be things for both people. Like, yeah, you could get a, you could just go on to free mode and just screw around, kill everyone. Uh, but yet you could do like story or heist or something serious. And then this is also my debate of like Forza versus GTA Five racing. Forza is actually more competitive, and then GTA Five just screwing around. Because another thing that that Forza actually makes is a rule is GTA Five. Everyone just kind of tries to wreck each other. Forza and Forza multiplayer racing, online racing. If you wreck intentionally wreck someone, like spin them out, 
you could get banned for multiplayer for that because it's unsportsmanlike conduct, or apparently, which is because they try to bring realism into it. And one thing they, I went, I can't say recently, but they introduced about a year ago in GTA Five, is the ability in races to turn off collision, so you That's can't it. physically hit another another player. Oh, is that or, when your cars are just like basically ghosts? Yes. And yeah. Pass through each other. Yeah. Because then it adds the whole thing where you can't wreck each other, so it's more of a skill thing, whereas you can't just spin someone out or... There's also a lot of mini-games um, that I've seen in GTA and also other multiplayer. That too. Exactly. Um, like, isn't there one where it's, like, cars... It's, like, literally cars versus people with rocket launchers. Like, it's, like, cars, like, yep. jump a ramp and try to hit people while yep. other people try to shoot them with yep. rocket launchers. They even have Death Run on yeah. GTA now. Yeah, they, yeah, they have... Death Run and Gmod is the best thing ever. Dude, I loved, I loved, I just love Gary's Mod in general. Yeah, Gary's Mod is amazing because it's basically this multiplayer that you can create anything yeah. out of. Like, I don't know. But, um. Brings back to Battle Royales. There's a lot of Battle Royale game modes in Gary's Yeah, there's, Mod. there's a lot of. Racing. There's even, like, in Call of Duty, I would consider each individual thing a mini game, technically, because Call of Duty itself is a game. Um, so I'd, I'd consider. You know, I'd consider, like, it's game modes like Team Deathmatch, Kill Confirm, Search and Destroy, Hardpoint, all mini-games of Call of Duty. Nothing else? Nope. Anything? Anything? I don't got all? anything else. Going once? Going twice? Sold. To no one. Yeah. All right, thank you for joining us during this discussion. Um, that is all that we have time for today. Um, and, yeah, that's pretty much all the content that we could really think of. Um, I do want to do things more like this where they last longer rather than last time when it was only like what, like twenty minutes long. And so I was the yeah. Black Ops four one we did that was how like almost two hours was it? It was an hour and twenty minutes. It's not. Was, was it really? But yeah, that's uh, that's that was more, after I edited it. And uh, that's more informational as opposed true. to this whole discussion where it's just multiple points being brought up. That's true. Yeah, I hope you guys like this discussion because I certainly do because I like to see their viewpoints and stuff. And then also create other, you know, debates about video games that we've played. Yeah, like, so I hope you guys enjoyed this. I have no idea what we're doing for next month for our gaming discussion. Hopefully it's good. Um, <laughs> hopefully it's good. Yeah, hopefully it's good. I mean, it could end up being absolutely terrible, but... Come on, Malcolm. You're the one who produces these I things. have no faith in my podcast, okay? <laughs> Neither do we. <laughs> wow. Hey, he said it, not me. All right, well... Do you guys want to say the outro? Bonjour, mommy. I don't know the outro. <laughs> okay, game on. Peace out. <laughs>